John chapter 1 and verse number 14. And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That's why He came. God Almighty was made flesh. Sent the Lord Jesus Christ here to die for us. What a wonderful truth tonight in song. Exodus chapter number 5 is where we're going to begin tonight. Or it's where we're going to be. We're going to be once again in the book of Exodus. Kind of reference this thought a little bit Wednesday night. And I want to speak to it tonight if I could. Exodus chapter number 5. Let's begin reading in verse number 1 tonight. Exodus chapter number 5 and verse number 1. The Bible says, And afterward Moses and Aaron went in. After Moses has submitted himself to the Lord to go and to bring Israel out of Egypt, the Bible says in chapter 4, verse number 31, went to the people. In the very last part of verse number 31, it says, Then they bowed their heads and worshipped. They understood God had sent someone to deliver them. In chapter 5, verse 1, And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord, that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert, and sacrifice unto the Lord our God, lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword. And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and ye make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick, as heretofore. Let them go and gather for themselves. And the tell of the bricks which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. I want you to back up once again in verse number 3. And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee. And for the next few moments, I'd like to preach to us on this subject. Three days journey. Three days journey. Father, teach us and help us tonight. And Father, I pray that as believers tonight, that tonight we'll take a three days journey. Father, we'll understand what that means when we leave tonight. And Father, we'll have a desire to commit that and be committed to that even in our own hearts. Father, I pray if there would be one here tonight without Christ, if they were confronted with death tonight, they have no confidence or assurance where they will spend eternity. Father, if there's one in our midst like that tonight, or maybe two or maybe several, Father, I pray that tonight they would come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, for us as believers tonight, may we be reminded once again, Father, that you have saved us for a reason. And may we see that and may we be reminded of that tonight. 
Father, help those that are away from us tonight for whatever reason. Father, we ask that you'd help and bless. And Father, encourage them. Father, if they're sick, I pray that you put your hand of healing upon them. Father, um, if they're just away from us, Father, encourage them about being in their place at the next appointed time. Father, just help in a wonderful way. And we'll surely praise you and thank you and give you glory tonight for what you do in our hearts. And we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. Moses was sent to Egypt, to the nation of Israel, with a message of deliverance. By the way, he was the deliverer. He was to bring the nation of Israel out of Egypt, out of a place that was a land, if you will, of false gods. That's what Egypt was. It was a land of false gods. We've mentioned this already, but the ten plagues that the Lord brought upon the a nation of Egypt there, they were brought to strike at the false gods of Egypt. Every one of the plagues struck at one of the false gods of the Egyptians. And so Moses was brought, or sent, excuse me, to deliver his people, God's people, out of a land of false gods, of many gods, if you will, of strange gods, and lead them to the promised land the land that Jehovah God had promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob to the nation of Israel. And that's exactly what Moses is beginning to do in chapter number 5. And just as Moses was sent to be the deliverer to bring his people out of a land of many gods, I submit to us tonight that God Almighty has sent and did send excuse me, send the deliverer to deliver us, not necessarily from a, a nation of false gods, although I will submit to us tonight, and, and it's kind of the direction we're going tonight, but I would submit to us tonight, and we know this, I don't have to tell you, but we are, as, a, as Americans, we live in a nation of a lot of false gods. And whether we want to acknowledge that or not, we do. In our nation, God, the real God, the God of heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, has been put on the back burner, and we know that. Uh, we, we have so many other gods, whether it be the, the God of money, whether it be the God of education, whether it be the God of entertainment, whether it be the, the God of amusement, if you will, and we have put the Lord Jesus Christ on the back burner. And I submit to us tonight that there are times in our lives, as Christians, we're, we're not speaking necessarily about salvation right at this moment, but there are times when God reminds us, if you will, that, hey, it's time once again that you take a three-day journey. That you come back to the cross. And you're reminded of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. By the way, think about this. I think it's amazing. It's not amazing. It, it's it's God-ordained. The nation of Israel was supposed to take a three-day journey out of Egypt to separate themselves from Egypt. To, to be completely and wholly separated from Egypt. The Lord Jesus Christ came and He died on the cross of Calvary. He spent three days and three nights in the tomb. And He arose victoriously on that third day. By the way, I believe at the 72nd hour, at the click of the clock, He arose from the dead because the Bible says three days and three nights. 
That, that's why it's impossible for him to have died on Friday. That's not the message tonight, but it was impossible for him to die on Friday. That's a... I don't want to get into that tonight. But it was impossible. You can't get 72 hours from Friday to Sunday morning or Saturday night or however... You can use common core math and you can't get there. Okay? Three days and three nights. Three days and three nights, and he arose again. And he did that so that he could call a people out for himself. It's called the church. Anyone who comes to the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, is in Christ. We're one of His children. But you know, sometimes we forget that this world desires, even though we're Christians, they can't take our salvation. The world, the flesh, and the devil. We, we spoke about that Wednesday night. The untouchables have become untouchable. Okay, Sin, death, hell, and the grave cannot touch me anymore. However, the world does, the world, the flesh, and the devil, does desire to have a hold on me while I live here upon this earth, even though I am a Christian. The world, the flesh, and the devil desires to detour me from that which God has called me to. And there are times we need to be, we need to be reminded that God has called us to a three-day journey to separate completely and wholly from this world for service and for sacrifice. And so for just a few moments, I'd like to speak about this. I, I want to give us, first of all, I want to give us three statements about the foe. What does the foe desire to do? And when I say foe, I'm speaking about the world, the flesh, and the devil. Egypt in the Bible is always a picture of the world. It's always a picture, or 99.9999 times, it is a picture of the world. It's a picture of sin. It's a picture of going down. And so Egypt is a picture of the world. And so when I say foe tonight, I'm speaking of the world, the flesh, and the devil. And so let me give you, give you three statements about the foe tonight. We're going to find them here in the book of Exodus. Number one tonight, the foe wants to control us. The foe wants to control us. Moses and Aaron came to Egypt and they said, let my people go. The Lord has said, let my people go. Pharaoh says in verse number 2, I, I, I don't know who the Lord is. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. And then in verse number 4, And the king of Egypt said unto them, Wherefore do ye, Moses and Aaron, let the people from their works get you unto your burdens? And Pharaoh said, Behold, the people of the land now are many, and you make them rest from their burdens. And Pharaoh commanded the same day the taskmasters of the people and their officers, saying, Ye shall no more give the people straw to make brick as heretofore. Let them go and gather straw for themselves. And the tail of the bricks which they did make heretofore, ye shall lay, excuse me, lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof, for they be idle. Therefore they cry, saying, Let us go and sacrifice to our God. So Pharaoh said, Look, the bricks they were supposed to make, the number of bricks they were supposed or they were making before, they're still going to make. We're not going to diminish the number. They're still going to make the same number of bricks, but we're not going to provide the materials for them now. They have to go get their own materials. Apparently, they're too idle. Apparently, they're too lazy. Verse number 9. Let their, excuse me, let their more work be laid upon the men that they may labor there, and let them not regard vain words. And the taskmasters of the people went out, and their officers, and they spake to the people, saying, Thus saith Pharaoh, I will not give you straw. Go ye, get you straw where ye can find it, yet not all of your work shall be diminished. 
So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them, saying, Fulfill your works, your daily task, as when there was straw. And the officers of the children of Israel, which Pharaoh's taskmaster, excuse me, taskmasters had set over them, were beaten and demanded, Wherefore have you not fulfilled your task in making brick both yesterday and today as heretofore? And then the rest of the chapter is speaking about that to the point that the people of Israel, they're, they're complaining against Moses in verse number 20. And they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way and they came forth, as they came forth from Pharaoh. And they said unto them, The Lord look upon you and judge because ye have made our savor to be abhorred in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of his servants to put a sword in their hand to slay us. Moses returned unto the Lord and said, Lord, wherefore hast thou so evil entreated this people? Why is it that thou hast sent me? For since I came to Pharaoh to speak in thy name, he hath done evil to his people, excuse me, to this people. Neither hast thou delivered thy people at all. Number one, the foe wants to control us. Secondly, number two, the foe wants to conform us. The foe wants to control us. If he can't do that, secondly, he wants to conform us. Now, after chapter number 5 here, we begin to head through the plagues in the nation of Egypt. We're not going to read all this by any means, but in chapter 6, 7, and 8, we have the plagues of the blood. We have the, the frogs, the lice, and the flies. And then we come to chapter number 8. Look at Exodus chapter number 8, if you would. The foe wants to control us. Number 2 tonight, the foe wants to conform us. Pharaoh is beginning to see... You know what? There's something to this. We've got the blood. The plague of the blood, the plague of the frogs, and the plague of the lice, and the plague of the flies. And by the way, the plague of the flies is going on during this time. And notice what he says in verse number 28. Excuse me, Exodus chapter 8, verse number 28. And Pharaoh said, I will let you go. He said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. But notice this. Only ye shall not go very far away. Actually, you know what? I'm ahead of myself, aren't I? Ah, I think I am. Hold on, I think I'm ahead of myself. Oh, I'm just three verses ahead. Look at verse 25. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ahead of myself. Verse number 25. Exodus chapter 8, verse number 25. And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go ye, sacrifice to your God. What's the next three words? In the land. In the land. So, Pharaoh realized, okay, there's some things happening here. Uh, I, I don't know where all this is going, but I, I, I don't like the flies. I didn't like the frogs. But it's amazing to me. His magicians brought up frogs too. And then Moses, he asked Moses to get rid of the frogs. And, and he said, okay, Pharaoh, when do you want me to get rid of the frogs? And what did he say? Tomorrow. Well, he said, right now, get rid of them right now. But he said, tomorrow. But, 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 but these plagues are coming and the flies and the, the blood and the lice and the frogs. Okay. Moses, you can sacrifice, but do it in the land. I'm not going to let you go three days' journey. You have to stay here in Egypt and sacrifice in the land. Notice what Moses says there. 
And Pharaoh called for Moses and for Aaron and said, Go ye, sacrifice to your God in the land. And Moses said, It is not meet so to do, for we shall sacrifice the abomination of the the Egyptians to the Lord our God. Lo, shall we sacrifice the abomination of the Egyptians before their eyes? And will they not stone us? We will go three days journey into the wilderness. Don't do this. Look, the three days journey is the meaning there. It's very simple. It's a, it's a, it's a matter of separation. It's a matter of, look, God doesn't want us to sacrifice here in the land of Egypt because it's going to be an abomination. God wants us to go three days journey. There needs to be a separation from the world and from the Egyptian gods. God wants us to go do this separately. He wants us to be completely apart from Egypt. But Pharaoh said, do it in the land. Number one tonight, the foe wants to control us. Number two, the foe wants to conform us. Hold your place here in Exodus chapter number eight because we're going to come right back to verse number 28 in just a moment. But take your Bibles and go to the New Testament. Let's look at Romans 12 real quickly. Romans chapter number 12. You know the two verses. The foe wants to conform us. And by the way, I submit to us tonight that the foe has done a good job of that in 21st century Christianity. By the way, whether it's America or anywhere, the foe has done a good job of conforming us to the world. Pharaoh said, just do it in the land. Stay in the land. Stay in Egypt. And the foe has deceived the church and the the foe has deceived many Christians that, hey, I have to be just like the world to be able to reach the world. I have to talk like the world. I have to dress like the world. I have to have the, 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 the same worship or type of worship as the world if I'm going to reach the world. So pray tell, tell me, if we give the world the same thing they already have, why would they want a cheap imitation of what we have? They already have what we're, what we're trying to give them. They already have the world's speech and the world's music and the world's worship. They already have that. So why would they want a church trying to present and give a cheap imitation of that? No, God has called us to be different. God has called us to be a peculiar people. God has called us to be set apart so that the world can look and say, you know what, that's different. They may like it, they may want it, or they may not want it, but God has called us to be set apart. And Pharaoh said, hey, do it right here in the land. Just stay here. What did Moses say? Moses said, no, 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 no. Three days journey. Romans chapter 12, verse number 1. The Bible says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God. Right there is the key word, the mercies of God. His mercies and everything He's done for us deserves everything that I am. Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye, what's the word there? Present. That you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse number 2. And be not, what's the word there? Conformed. And be not conformed, molded, if you will. Be not conformed to what? To this world. By the way, after the Israelites left Egypt, and Moses goes up onto the mountain, 
and Aaron and all the people are down there and he, Moses hasn't come back. And they're like, man, when's Moses going to come back? And we know what happens. Aaron says, give me all your gold. And they throw it in the fire and he fashions a calf and he says, this is your God. Where did he learn that? He learned it in Egypt. He didn't learn it from God. He didn't learn it from Moses because in Exodus chapter 20, what did God tell them not to do? Not to make any graven image. You're not to try to make an image that supposedly looks like me or represents me. And that's exactly what Aaron does. Where did he learn how to do that? Egypt. You know what the world wants to do? The world, the flesh, and the devil, the foe, the enemy, wants to conform us. To their image. Okay. Go back just a little bit. Romans chapter 8. But as Christians, what have we been called to? Romans chapter number 8. Number 1, the foe wants to control us. Number 2, the foe wants to conform us. Romans chapter 8, verse number 29. The Bible says, For whom He did foreknow, He also did predestinate. To be, what's the word there? Conformed. To the world? No, 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 no. To be conformed to the image of His Son. That He might be the firstborn among many brethren. Predestination deals with a Christian's being conformed to the image of Christ. Look, a person who has been saved, he has been predestinated to be conformed to the image of Christ, not the image of the world. I'm not to look like it. I'm not to act like it. I'm not to talk like it. I'm not to worship like the world. I, Moses came down off that mountain and he heard the people down at the bottom of the mountain and they're worshiping around this golden calf. Some of them even naked. Where did they learn that? In Egypt. And Moses is coming down in Joshua and they say, I think I hear that it sounds like war. And they get close and they're like, no, 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 it's not the sound of war. It's music. But the world wants to conform us. The foe wants to control us. I, I, I told my Sunday school class last Sunday morning, I saw a clip of, uh, of a church service, and I use that word church very loosely, but of a church service, and in the midst of the church service, the, one of the assistant pastors, for, for, there was no point to it, there nothing, had nothing to do with anything, but in the middle of the service, he starts to play Nintendo. I mean, they have a big, it's a big church, they have a big screen, and, and he just takes his controller, and he sits down, and he's playing Mario Brothers. Absolutely no point to the service whatsoever. That's foolishness. The church is what? The pillar and ground of Mario Brothers? Is the pillar and ground of entertainment? Is the pillar and ground of amusement? Is the pillar and ground of, well, boy, that was a great service today. We got to watch somebody play Mario Brothers. No, it's the pillar and ground of the truth. Someone ought to be able to step into a church and hear truth. Because that's what the world needs. 
The world is craving for truth, and we're giving them Mario Brothers. We're giving them Nintendo. Why? Because the world has caused us to conform ourselves to it. Instead of causing the world to conform to the Lord Jesus Christ. Number one, the foe wants to control us. Number two, the foe wants to conform us. Go back to Exodus chapter number eight with you. Excuse me, with me if you would. Number three, the foe wants to compromise us. He wants to control us. He wants to conform us. He wants to compromise us. Exodus chapter number eight. I got a little ahead of myself. Let's read verse number 28 again if we could. I want to show you three ways that Pharaoh tried to do that here with the nation of Israel. Verse number 28 again, And Pharaoh said, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness, only you shall not go very far away and treat for me. And Moses said, Behold, I go out from thee, and I will entreat the Lord that the swarms of flies may depart from Pharaoh, from his servants and from his people tomorrow, but let not Pharaoh deal deceitfully any more in not letting the people go to sacrifice to the Lord. Look at chapter number 10. Chapter number 10, verse number 8. Moses and Aaron were brought again unto Pharaoh, and he said unto them, Go, serve the Lord your God, but who are they that shall go? Moses said, We will go with our young, and with our old, with our sons, and with our daughters, with our flocks, and with our herds will we go, for we, excuse me, for we must hold a feast unto the Lord. And he said unto them, Let the Lord be so with you, as I will let you go and your little ones look to it, for evil is before you. Verse 11, Not so. Go now ye that are men, and serve the Lord. For that ye did desire. And they were driven out from Pharaoh's presence. And look again, drop down in chapter number 10 to verse number 24. Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, by verse 24 is after the ninth plague, after darkness. They've had all the nine plagues. There's one yet remaining. Verse 24, And Pharaoh called unto Moses and said, Go ye, serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. The foe wants to control us. The foe wants to conform us. Number three, the foe wants to compromise us. If he can't control us, and if he can't conform us, then he wants us to compromise. How did he want Moses and the nation of Israel to compromise? First of all, he said, in chapter number 8, verse 28, he said, don't go very far. First, he said, stay in the land. Moses said, nope. In verse number 28, he said, don't go very far. Don't go your full three days journey. Don't go very far. You ever heard somebody make the statement, you take this religion thing or you take this Christianity thing too far. Don't ever let anybody say that to you and get away with it. Because the truth is, most of us don't take it far enough. You just take this Christianity and this religion thing. You, you go to church all the time and, and you read your Bible and you pray and you just take it too far. 
That's what Pharaoh said. He said, don't go very far. The second compromise, he said, don't take your families. Chapter number 10, he said, the men can go. Chapter, chapter number 10, verses 8 through 11, he said, the men can go. So he said, first of all, don't go very far. Secondly, he said, don't take your family. He's still doing that today, isn't he? I'm coming to get your families. By the way, it's, it's funny. The world of flesh and the devil, they don't even try to hide that now. The transgender movement, movement the LGBTQ plus movement, they say it out loud, I'm coming to get your children. And here's what we do. Okay. You can have them. We let the world teach them. We let the world influence them. Now, we wouldn't say that out loud, would we? And by the way, many times we don't even think we're doing it. But we let the world teach them and we let the world influence them. Okay. We let our children watch their programs. Now, please don't misunderstand that. I'm not... Pastor's telling us we can't even watch TV. I am telling you this. You ought to be careful what you watch. And if you have little ones, you ought to be very, 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 very careful what you allow them to watch. Because they are impressionable. And this world has an agenda and they're not even quiet about it anymore. It used to be they did everything undercover. Now they have told us we are coming for your children. They will love nothing more to take these three young men on this front row and turn them into effeminate nothings. They have an agenda. So Pharaoh said, don't go too far. You can't take your families. And then the third compromise, he said, you can't take your flocks. This time he said, you can take your little ones. Verse number 24. He said, only let your flocks and your herds be stayed. Let your little ones also go with you. Okay. So now he, he's, he is conceding a little bit. He's compromising a little bit. And he said, okay, you can take your kids, but you can't take your flocks. Okay. Is, why is that such a big deal? I've got my family. Why were the flocks a big deal? Because they needed a sacrifice. If we don't take the flocks, we don't have anything to sacrifice to our God and to worship. And that's why we're going. We're going three days journey to serve and to sacrifice and to worship our God. We need the flocks. We need the sacrifices. The foe wants to control us. Wants to conform us. By the way, individuals as Christians, our families... Your marriages, our church, our nation, our communities, the foe wants to control us. The foe wants to conform us. If you can't control them, let's conform. Let's, let's conform them to us. Okay, if I can't do that, then let's have them compromise. That's why, and I know, I know there may be folks that disagree with me on this, but that's why when a politician talks about compromise, it makes, it won't, uh, my head wants to explode. 
I didn't send you up there. I, I didn't give you my vote. I know I didn't send you that because I just have one vote. But I didn't vote for you for you to go compromise. Well, Pastor, if they don't compromise, they don't get anything done. That would be better. Honestly, that would be better. Just don't do anything. But don't compromise away the truth of God's Word. He said, don't go very far. Don't take your families. And then don't take your flocks. So those are the three things that the world and the flesh and the devil, they desire. To control us, to conform us, to compromise us. Let me give you one thing that the Lord wants to do. Number four, the Lord wants to consecrate us. The Lord wants to consecrate us. What does the word consecrate mean? It means holy. W-H-O-L-L-Y and H-O-L-Y. Holy set apart. And that's exactly what God Almighty, Jehovah, wanted from the nation of Israel. Complete consecration set apart for, for Him. And as a Christian tonight, that's exactly what God Almighty wants from me. It's complete consecration, complete set apart from the world, the flesh, and the devil, and completely consecrated to Him. Oh, I, I loved it. Our last song that we sang, that Miss Megan asked to sing tonight in our singspiration was, was number 39. Take my life and let it be. L listen to the verses. Take my life and let it be. What's the word? Consecrated. Lord, to Thee, take my hands. And let them move at the impulse of thy love, at the impulse of thy love. Verse 4, take my love, my God, I pour at thy feet its treasure store. Take myself, and I will ever be only all, A-L-L, -L, for thee. Only all for thee. The foe wants to control us, to conform us, to compromise us. The Lord wants us, excuse me, wants to consecrate us for service and for sacrifice. Chapter number 8, verse 1. Look at that real quickly. We're almost done. Stay with me. Exodus chapter 8, verse 1. And the Lord spake unto Moses, going to Pharaoh and saying unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Let my people go, that they may do what? Serve me. In chapter number 5, we saw a couple times they were to go to do what? To sacrifice to God, to worship God. And so God, the Lord, wants to consecrate us for service and for sacrifice. But we need to take a three days journey. We've got to get out of Egypt. But by the way, I'm not talking about salvation tonight. I'm talking to us who are saved, who are believers. If we've gone back into Egypt, we need to get out. Well, you know, I, I've got to act a little bit like the world or they won't ever listen to me. Who told you that? Well, let me ask, did the Bible tell you that? The Bible didn't tell us that. I was listening to a preacher this week and I told my Sunday school class this this morning that he made the statement, he said, there are seven words that are killing Christianity. These are the seven words. I don't see anything wrong with it. He said, let's put that under the microscope. He said, first of all, I. He said, anytime you start with I, you're, you are, you're already starting from a wrong point. He took the next little phrase, don't see. He said, that reminds me of judges when everyone did that which was right in his own eyes. So I don't see, and then he said, anything wrong with it? He said, that's the wrong question. He said, what's right about it? He said, we shouldn't do something 
or engage ourselves in something just because of the absence of a negative. We ought to do it because of the overwhelming positive. He said, we ought to take our Bibles and see what the Bible says is right about it. Well, I don't see anything wrong with it. Okay. What does the Bible say is right about it? So we've allowed ourselves to be conformed to the world way too much. Because the world has told us if you don't act just a little bit like the world and if you're a little square, Brother Steve preached about that, if you're a little square, the world is never going to listen to you. The Bible doesn't say that. Who told us that? The world told us that. The Bible says that we are predestined to be conformed to His image. The world wants to control us, conform us, and compromise us. The Father, the Lord, wants to consecrate us for His service and for His sacrifice. Now look, I'm, I'm, not talk, I'm not speaking tonight about being obnoxious. Well, I'm a Christian and I'm going to be obnoxious about it. That's not what I'm talking about tonight. But I am talking about the fact that God saved us for a reason. He saved us out of something and into something. He saved us out of sin, sin's penalty, sin's punishment. He saved us out of that and He saved us into an abundant Christian life. He saved us into a relationship with Him. Why would I want to go back to the other? By the way, we, we read this morning in Exodus chapter number 14, the Egyptians are barreling down behind the Israelites. And the Israelites said, Moses, we told you this. Weren't there graves in Egypt? We should have just stayed in Egypt. And how many times do Christians, when the going gets a little bit tough in the Christian life, and they're like, oh, man, it's a lot easier back there in Egypt. And they turn tail and run. And they allow themselves to be conformed to the world. They allow themselves to compromise. Hey, look, if you will, look at chapter number 12. Exodus chapter... Or actually, no, 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 no. Stay right there in chapter 10. I love Moses' answer. Look at verse number 25. Exodus 10, verse 25. Here's a man right here. Here's a courageous man. Here's a man who has faith in God's promises. Okay, oh, okay. He, he's going to let the family go. And he's going to let us go all the way three days' journey. Okay, it's two out of three. That's pretty good. Maybe we should take the deal. Did Moses take the deal? Verse number 25. Moses said, Thou must give us also sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Our cattle also shall go with us. Because here's the thing, when you try to compromise with the devil, he'll cut your head off. Verse number 26, he said, Our cattle also shall go with us. I love this. We, we've referenced this many, many times. If you're in the habit of, of, of underlining, you ought to underline this phrase. There shall not an hoof be left behind. For thereof must we take to serve the Lord our God, and we know not with what we must serve the Lord until we come thither. 
Verse 28, And Pharaoh said unto him, Get thee from me, take heed to thyself, see my face no more, for in that day thou seest my face, thou shalt die. Moses said, Thou hast spoken well. I will see thy face again no more. Look at chapter 12, and we saw these verses Wednesday night. Let's look at them real quickly. Exodus chapter number 12, this is after the death angel has come through and there's been a firstborn in every house, the Bible says, in Egypt. Notice verse 31. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people. No, 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 don't miss it. Both ye and the children of Israel and go serve the Lord as ye have said. Three days journey. As ye have said, go do it. Verse 32. Also, take your flocks and your herds as ye have said and be gone. And bless me also. You know what Moses got? Moses got all three things. He got his three days journey. He got his family. And he got his flocks. Why? Because he didn't compromise. He didn't give in after the first compromise. He didn't give in after the, he didn't give in after the third. Uh-uh. Not a hoof is going to be left behind. And when all was said and done, and when Egypt has been brought to her knees, as we've said many times, Pharaoh says, go. Go as you have said. Your three days journey. Go, worship, serve. Take your families. Verse 32, take your flocks with you. I said this Wednesday night. You don't have to compromise. You don't have to compromise the truth of God's Word. That's what the world wants us to do, but we don't have to do it. One more, one more passage and I'll be done. Go, go to the, the New Testament with me if you would. Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter number 3. So what is the three days journey? I'm not saying this is parallel. I'm, I'm just trying to give you an example. I believe the three days journey is, is speaking, is even prophetic. It's speaking about what Jesus Christ will do for us. So as a Christian, what does that entail? Well, I believe in part it entails what we find in Philippians chapter number 3. Verse number 10, the Apostle Paul says, that I may know Him and the power of His what? His resurrection. And the fellowship of his sufferings. Oh, being made what? Conformable unto his death. You know what it means? It means I die to self. It means I get up every morning and I jump in the grave, as Lester Roloff used to say all the time. I get up in the morning and jump in the grave, jump in the grave. He says in verse 11, if by any means. I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. You see, the Apostle Paul wanted to know the Lord Jesus Christ intimately. And he said, I'm willing to fellowship in His sufferings. What He suffered in going to the cross, His death, that I may know the resurrection. I, I, I want to be made conformable unto His death. I want to be intimate with the sufferings that He went through. As a, as a servant of Christ, I'm willing to suffer for Him. Well, that's a far cry from what the world tells us, isn't it? Far cry from what the world tells us. The world says, hey, don't go too far with that Christianity stuff. 
Don't, don't go too far with how much you make your kids go to church. How much you pray with them. Don't go too far with making them go to all the activities. Don't go, don't go too far with, with all of them. Don't, don't go so far. And we say, okay. Okay. But many a Christian today would have a cow. If someone even suggested... Well, that's an old phrase, isn't it? If someone even suggested that their children not attend all of their school functions. And I'm, by the way, I'm not saying they shouldn't. I'm just saying, do we see the comparison? We bend over backwards for temporal things. And by the way, we'll spend money We'll spend money hand over fist for temporal things. But what about sacrificing for our children to be involved in something spiritual? That's three days journey. That's complete separation from Egypt. Moses, just do it right here in the land. It'll be okay. No, no, no. Moses, you, the men can go, but don't take your families. No, no, no. Moses! You take your families. But you can't take your flock. No, I need the flocks because I need a sacrifice. So I need it all. Moses said, I'm not going to leave a hoof behind. Maybe some of us tonight would just need to make a commitment afresh and anew. Lord, don't ever let me compromise truth. Lord, don't ever let me compromise in my Christian life. Don't ever let me conform to this world. Don't ever let me be controlled. I don't want to be controlled by this world. I don't want to be conformed to this world and their philosophies and, and, and whatever, whatever word we can put in there. Lord, I don't want to compromise with this world. When they say don't go too far, when they say leave your family, when they say leave your flocks, I don't want to, I'm not going to do that. And maybe that would be some of us tonight. We'd just say, Lord, I, I want to be completely consecrated to you for your service, for your sacrifice, for your worship, for obedience to you, I want to be completely consecrated. Maybe we would need to pray that tonight. Father, thank you for the time you've given us. Thank you for your word. Father, I do pray if there be individuals tonight who need to do business with you, believers, Christians tonight, may we do that. Lord, I do pray if there's one here tonight, if there's two, if there's three, if there's more than that, Lord, if there are folks here tonight who have never been saved, they've never had their sins cleansed by the blood of Christ. Father, I pray that tonight would be that night. Father, help us. Father, help us not to compromise with this world. Help us not to be conformed to this world. Help us to never be controlled by this world, but help us to always, as believers, to be consecrated to you, wholly set apart for service and sacrifice. May that be the case tonight. Help us, Lord, in Christ's name we pray. Amen. If you're physically able, I'll ask you to stand tonight with heads bowed and eyes closed. We're going to, as soon as the invitation is over, we're going to go right into the Lord's table tonight. It'd be a great opportunity if maybe in your heart you know there's some things that aren't right between you and the Lord. Maybe not necessarily what we preached about tonight, but maybe something specific. Maybe something you're harboring in your heart. Maybe something you're hiding, a sin you're hiding. And before you come to the Lord's table unworthily, maybe you take this opportunity and get some things right tonight. Paige is going to play if you need to come. Come, friend, if you're here tonight and you don't know Christ, 
if I were to come to you tonight and say, hey, give me a testimony of when you got saved, of when the Lord Jesus Christ came and washed away your sin, could you give me that testimony? Do, do you know that you're saved? If not, maybe you'd come tonight and say, Pastor, I'm not sure. I need to be saved tonight. I'm not sure. Believers, how is it? Have we allowed the world to get in just a little bit? We allowed ourselves to be conformed. Look, maybe in our, maybe in our speech. Hey, teenagers, what about it? Oh, well, my friend, they, they, they use really cool words. Are they edifying? Are they pure? Are they lovely? You found yourself being conformed a little bit to the world? Hey, what about it, Dad? Have you found yourself compromising a little bit with the world? Well, we don't have to take that Christianity stuff too far. 